We meet today in Psalm 140 to Psalm 142. Psalm 140 is a psalm that is a prayer for deliverance from evil men. As we have gone through the book of Psalms, we have come to groups of psalms that have been like a cluster of grapes or a stalk of bananas, in that they were all related to the same bunch, if you like. Psalm 140 has no visible connection with the marvelous theological Psalm 139, which preceded it. Psalm 140 sets before us in prophecy the last days when the godly remnant of Israel will face the Antichrist, that false messiah called the man of sin. This psalm is a prayer of David asking and praying for protection because evil men are around him. Evil men surround him. David was under some kind of pressure at this time, and we believe that that pressure was coming from the madman, King Saul, who was the manifestation of the man of violence about whom the Apostle Paul wrote in the second chapter of Second Thessalonians. This psalm before us has an application for you and for me today. Many of us could actually pray this prayer. Listen to this. Deliver me, O Lord, from evil men. Preserve me from violent men. Psalm 140, verse 1. Now, in this verse, we see a designation of the Antichrist. He is called the evil man and the violent man. But John says there are many Antichrists. We read in 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. Little children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. Now, I am sure that many of us have come in contact with evil men. David's prayer is that he might be preserved and delivered from these evil men. You see, the word of God tells us evil company corrupts good character. So do not be deceived. And even the Lord Jesus in his teaching on the Lord's prayer, he taught us to pray, asking God to deliver us from the evil one. So the evil man is the enemy, the antichrist. Who plan evil things in their hearts? They continually gather together for war. They sharpen their tongues like a serpent. The poison of asps is under their lips. Sila. Psalm 140 verse 2 to verse 3. You see, Paul speaks of the human race in the same manner, by the way. In Romans chapter 3 verse 10 to verse 18. What are the characteristics of human beings? Well, they have tongues which are filled with poison. The tongue can destroy as much as any atomic bomb can. It can ruin a man's reputation and blacken his character and just ruin everything. The life of a person could be destroyed. 
So that's the description. Now, this verse ends with this little word again, Sela, which means stop, think, look, meditate over these thoughts. What are the thoughts? Evil men plan evil things in their hearts. They continually gather together for war. They sharpen their tongues like a serpent. The poison of asps is under their lips. That is what they are being called upon to think of, to meditate on, and get wisdom. Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from violent men who have purposed to make my steps stumble. Psalm 140, verse 4. You see, this is David's prayer, and it is also a prayer that the remnant will pray during the great tribulation, so-called the troubles of Jacob. This is not a prayer for Christians in this day of grace. However, for the people who are in the great tribulation period, and back also under the law, I see no reason why they shouldn't pray this prayer for divine judgment and divine wrath to be leashed upon the enemies of God. Here is Psalm 140, verse 8 to verse 10. Do not grant, O Lord, the desires of the wicked. Do not feather his wicked scheme, lest they be exalted. Sila. As for the head of those who surround me, let the evil of their lips cover them. Let burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into the fire, into deep pits, that they rise not up again. Well, the psalmist here is praying against the wicked man, the Antichrist. As I have said before, this is not the kind of a prayer a believer should pray today. Rather, we should follow the instructions given by the Apostle in Romans chapter 12, verse 19 to verse 21, where he said, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink, for in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Now, in other words, don't let yourself become bitter. Don't take into your hands what only God should carry in his hands. Don't get carried away with enmity and revenge, which will only separate you from a walk of faith. God will take care of things, my friend. When we keep our hands off, God will generally move in and he will deal with those who attempt to frustrate or hinder his work. So vengeance belongs to God. Turn your case over to him. Then you can do something good for the individual who has injured you, who has ill-treated you, who has mistreated you. God puts us in an unusual place, but that is how the light that is in us ought to shine before men, so that they can glorify our Father who is in heaven. Let not a slanderer be established in the earth. Let evil hunt the violent man to overthrow him. Psalm 140, verse 11. Well, there is a sure victory if we do not forsake the path of faith. 
You see, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. We get this statement from 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Our faith is that this is the victory that has overcome the world. What is it? Whatever is born of God. You are born of God, my friend. You are a child of God. You are going to overcome evil and you are going to overcome the world. You see, the wicked tongue is not going to be established or survive. The lie will finally be known. In any case, lies contain within itself the very seed of its own destruction and truth will always conquer. Light will always prevail. Love will always come victorious. Satan was a liar from the beginning and he has a lot of his actions running around today, following his example, lying, telling people falsehood. Someday they will be exposed as liars. Psalm 141. Now this psalm is a prayer to be delivered from evil. You see, this psalm too was written by David. It has something to do with his personal history. He sends out an SOS, if you like, an emergence message. His prayer arises from some unknown experience, but probably it comes from the time that he was fleeing from Saul. The application is to the remnant of Israel in the final struggle against evil. But it has a message for you and me who live in the 21st century. Lord, I cry out to you. Make haste to me. Give ear to my voice when I cry out to you. Let my prayer be set before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Psalm 141, verse 1 to 2. You see, David was a great man of prayer. He mentions the fact that prayer is like sweet incense. Today, when we pray and praise in the name of Christ, that prayer is like the sweet incense that went up out of the tabernacle when Aaron the high priest sprinkled incense on the golden altar. Let my prayer be set before you as incense. However, to be sweet incense, that prayer would have to be begged up by an obedient life. And this touches on an important subject, my friend. You cannot just offer incense to God without a life that is consistent with what you are professing with your mouth. The Lord Jesus made it abundantly clear that if we expect God to hear and answer our prayers. We must live lives that are obedient to him. The idea that we can live any way we want to and expect that God will answer our prayer is actually a big mistake. The Lord Jesus said, If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. But he did not stop there, you see, my friend. He continued and he said, If you love me, keep my commandments. This is what we find in John 14, verse 14 and verse 15. If you expect God to answer your prayers, you must be an obedient child. Keep his commandments. We need to pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, but also we need a life that backs it up.
Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Psalm 141 verse 3. You see, David here goes on to say, O oh Lord, don't let my lips and my life contradict each other. Let my lips and my life be in agreement. You see, he learned this lesson by bitter experience. And we need to pray, Lord, don't let me pray one thing on Sunday and leave something else on Monday. Let me not say one thing when I'm in the church ground and do something and say something else which is contradictory when I am out of the churchyard, in the streets, or in my community. Here is Psalm 141, verse 4 and verse 5. Do not incline my heart to any evil thing, to practice wicked works with men who work iniquity, and do not let me eat of their delicacies. Let the righteous strike me, it shall be a kindness, and let him rebuke me, it shall be as excellent oil. Let my head not refuse it, for still my prayer is against the deeds of the wicked. Now, my friend, there are many people who work and make their living in this world. They work very hard. There is no question that they rub up against evil every day. This is why Jesus Christ even prayed that we will be kept from the evil one in this world, but not removed. But when a man lives in this world and acts like the world, and lives like the devil's child all the week, that person cannot expect the heavenly father to answer his prayers on Sunday. Psalm 66 verse 18 says, If I consider iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Now that word consider is the word from which we get the idea, if I look upon evil with favor, the Lord will not hear me. God has not promised to hear the prayer of the wicked. Instead, we are told that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. James 5 verse 16. David wanted the Lord to keep the door of his lips. He did not want to incline his heart toward any evil thing. We must follow his example. If we want our prayers to be powerful before the Almighty God, if we want God to be delightful in answering our prayers. But my eyes are upon you, O God the Lord. In you I take refuge. Do not leave my soul destitute. Keep me from the snares they have laid for me, and from the traps of the workers of iniquity. Psalm 141 verse 8 to verse 9. You see, David concludes this psalm and he prays that he will not fall into the trap of the wicked. The devil attempts to trip us all the time, my friend, and he uses all kinds of devices, including the living things and even the non-living things. Unfortunately, we are not aware of many of his traps. We are not even as wise as the carnal Christian in Corinth to whom Paul said, we are not ignorant of his devices. Second Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11. Some of us seem to be woefully ignorant of Satan's devices. 
Oh, my friend, let us pray to be delivered from the evil so that our prayers may be potent prayers, so that our prayers may be effectual prayers, which avails much. Psalm 142 is a wonderful psalm. It talks of the beginning of David's suffering. I would like you to notice that even this psalm is a mystical psalm. That is, it is a psalm of instruction. It is a psalm from which you and I can learn something. This again is a great prayer of David. Where was he when he prayed this prayer? Well, the inspired text gives the inscription. It is written, a contemplation of David, a prayer when he was in the cave. At least we are given the place where he was. He was in the cave. Which cave? I'll talk about that a little later. But listen to him crying out to the Lord. I cry out to the Lord with my voice. With my voice to the Lord I make my supplication. Psalm 142 verse 1. Yeah, Now we are not told which cave this man was hiding at this time. The cave of Engedi is mentioned in First Samuel chapter 24. You see, I passed by Engedi when I was in that land. They have made a new road down by the Dead Sea, which goes all the way from Jericho up to Masada. It is a very interesting country. The road has opened up that area to tourists. Now, when I saw Engedi, I realized that it would be a very good place in which to hide because many mountains and many caves are there. Also, there is the cave of Adullam, which is the cave where David went to hide the first time he left Israel to escape from King Saul. Both of these caves are known. Now, my guess is that he was in Adullam when he wrote this psalm. We know that it was at this time that everyone that was in distress and everyone that was in debt and everyone that was discontented gathered themselves to him. We read this from First Samuel chapter 22 verse 2. Now about 400 men came to him at this time. Notice his prayer at this time. I pour out my complaint before him. I declare before him my trouble. Psalm 142 verse 2. Now, in other words, David laid out before God everything that was in his heart and life. That is the way you and I should actually pray, my friend. This idea that we should pray around something or rationalize in our prayers is actually wrong. We ought to get right down to the nitty-gritty stuff and tell God everything in our lives. By the way, David said, I declared before him my trouble. My friend, you can tell him about your temptations. You can tell him about your sins. You can tell him about everything. David had that marvelous relationship with the Almighty God, and he told God all that was in his heart. Notice that David said, I poured out my complaint before him. I declare before him my trouble. You see, David as a young man was anointed king of Israel in the court of King Saul. That made king threw a javelin at David trying to pin him to the wall. 
but he missed him, and David had to flee for his life. Now, he complained that he was hunted like an animal. He was hunted like a partridge. It was open season on him all the time, and he had to keep on running. Out of that situation, this young man lifts his heart and he cries out to God. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then you knew my path. In the way in which I walk, they have secretly set snare for me. Psalm 142 verse 3 You see, they tried to trap David, and David looked to the Lord for help, and God guided him. Isn't this amazing? There are people who are plotting. There are people who are thinking evil. And what is your recourse? What is your resource? Learn from David. He took his case to the Lord. And the Lord is his helper. No wonder he wrote, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I will fear no evil. I will be with the Lord forever. He trusted in the Lord. And the word of God tells us, he is the man after God's own heart. Listen to him. Look on my right hand and see, for there is no one who acknowledges me. Refuge has failed me. No one cares for my soul. Psalm 142 verse 4. Now this was David's situation when he first left the court of Saul. But afterward, as we have seen, 400 men joined him later. But David knew God was responsible for his support. Only to God would he turn. And you hear him say these words, I cried out to you, O Lord. I said, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Psalm 142 verse 5. Now, who is your portion? Where do you cry out to? Who is your refuge in the land of the living? And in the land of the living, my friend, are troubles, are many enemies who come. But where do you tend to? David tend to the Lord. Anyone who tends to the Lord will not be cast away, will never be put to shame. There are two things we ought to notice. David hid in the cave. If he had not hidden himself, Saul would have killed him. So he used, so to say, the knowledge that he had for himself to hide. Yes, he was trusting God. He was trusting in the Lord. But the Lord expected him also to use good common sense. Together with good common sense given to us by God. We look to him while he was hiding, but he still looked to God. May we be able to use our common sense, and even as we use our common sense, be able to say, Lord, you are my helper. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs, so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please send an email to info at twrafrica.org. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for, and be sure to include your name and contact information. Let me repeat that email address for you. Info at twrafrica.org